love after love. The time will come when with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, in each smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life. Love After Love by Derek Walcott. all practice podcast me and Dominique and we're so excited to discuss and talk about and get into pleasure today our episode is all about pleasure and we're going to invite you on this journey to think about pleasure what it looks like what it feels like what it tastes like what it smells like what it sounds like what it just comes across for you as in all the different ways I started with that poem by Derek Walcott because I wanted to change it up a little bit and invite you into this conversation with some beautiful words and beautiful affirmations. I love it because you got your sexy voice on for us and it feels, you know, it make me all tingly on the inside. Sissy, I didn't know you could be this way. Hey. But I'm really, really looking forward to talking about pleasure because that's what I've been all about this week, y'all. I have really, really leaned into my pleasure practices for the week and thinking about all the ways that I can prioritize pleasure in my life and make it a center point. Like if I can't do it every day, you know, what is a small way that I can incorporate pleasure into my life? And actually, I want to tell you about um, one of my groundings and um, how um, how it kind of started my, my momentum going for the pleasure. And one of the things that I did was I put myself in some lingerie and I put on um, one of my playlists. I have this playlist called My Summer Romance. And then I have this other one called My Winter Romance on Apple Music. Y'all let me know if y'all want me to send it to y'all or I'll link it in the um, link it in the description. But I put my, my playlist on and I started taking some pictures of myself, some sensual selfies. Shout out to my girl at Lacey Love on Instagram. I took this uh, class with her, I think it was in 2020. And um, she does these sensual selfie classes. And um, I just took these pictures of myself and it made me just so happy to feel the, the, the frilliness of the lingerie against my body. And then to um, express my own sensuality with myself. And I sent it, you know, to somebody and I got some nice, you know, affirming things about myself and about my body, which I thought was nice. And I've, I shared it on my close friends too. So and my close friends was all telling me how I was looking good. So that made me feel good too. Um, so that is one of the things that I did this week for my grounding. Derek, what did you do? 
I'm just sitting here listening to you, looking out the window. It's so nice and sunny out. Um, just really sweet. This definitely brings me pleasure, being surrounded by beautiful things, being able to locate beautiful things, um, and just sitting and being connected to my breath. All of those very simple things that I can forget about on the day to day. Um, and I just love hearing about your pleasure practice this week. Like, I think that's so beautiful and self-affirming and so necessary. It really is so necessary for us. And I just love the thought of dressing up, you know, for yourself and taking pictures. I know Frida Kahlo is somebody who deeply inspires me because she photographed herself and really connected with her own body through photography. And she also talks a lot about disability and different abilities um, because she had different um, disabilities. And I think it was really beautiful how she adorned herself. And she talks about wearing flower crowns and dressing a certain way and being a certain way. So when I was listening to you, I was really thinking about Frida Kahlo and having a chance to visit the museum in Mexico City that's in her honor, it was really cool to see how she had mirrors right all around her room. So she had this mirror right in front of her bed. Um, and she talks about how she looked in that mirror and what it did for her. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love, I love, love, love hearing about your journey and connecting to your body and to yourself and photography as a means to do that. Um, I haven't thought about pleasure this week, so I'm really glad we're having this conversation because it's something I love and think about often, but this week in particular, I haven't. I've more so this week to ground. I've been really still, really quiet, really to myself, really enjoying my own company. Um, I've noticed this week, like I haven't been on the phone a lot. I haven't been um, having conversations a lot because I really enjoy conversation. That's so pleasurable to me. Intellectual stimulation will turn me on times 10. That is like such a, a thing for me. So just not, yes. I haven't really been in that Woo. this week. I haven't. So this week I've kind of been like quiet, listening, writing. And that's why I started with that poem today, because I've been reading a lot of poetry and I just love poetry because it can just like capture all the feelings I feel. So that poem by Derek Walcott, that last line, feast on your own life. That's what I've been doing this week. Just feasting on my life, grateful for it, enjoying the, all the little things like I don't have a particular ground in practice this week. I've just really been feasting on my life. Well, it sounds like you said you were you were just getting quiet and getting still. And I think that that is, that is so necessary because it can remind you of the pleasures, the simple pleasures that are in our life that are open and available to us. And um, I really love what you said about um clothes and adornment especially because I absolutely love clothes I love things with textures um I love uh, makeup and nails and all of those things that really make me feel good um and I'm, I'm even looking down at my tattoos you know tattoos are such um it's such a um even though it's a painful experience to the body but it's always beautiful reminders because um like you we have we share some of the same tattoos 
of, um, of affirmations of worthiness. And I think that it gives me so much pleasure and it brings always brings me back down to myself when I see these words surrender and worthy that I have tattooed on my wrist um, to just remind me of to to get still and to get quiet in those moments and to know that it's all, um, I can do what I can in my own power and the rest just has to fall by the wayside. But uh, that intellectual conversations though, whoo, I'm telling you, it's somebody that I've been chatting with. See, see it's, it's kind of like when I talk to you, it's like those deeply emotional and vulnerable conversations it's so pleasurable. Like it, it feels like music to my ears. Like it, it, it bubbles up on the inside. And we were talking about earlier about people that feel good to your nervous system. Like that's better to me sometimes than sex. Or if, if I'm, if I do have sex with somebody, it, it, it goes into the euphoria feeling because I've built it up through the conversation that I've had and the emotional connection that I've had with somebody, you know? So I think that I really love what you said about conversations. Yes. And for those of you listening to us, I would love to know your pleasure practices. What are the things where you're like, this the one, this is it. Like, I feel good when I do this. I'm really in my power when I do this. I'm really connected to my own deepest yes when I do this. I will refer to that often, the deepest yes. Um, I think it's a mantra or a metric, a metric by which I try to govern my life when I make decisions, when I dive into projects. What is my deepest yes? Is it going to get me closer to my deepest yes? Is it, and I learned that in 2021, like a full body yes. How do I know what a full body yes is? So for me, it definitely looks like what my gut tells me. I can always feel most things in my tummy. Like when I know I'm doing the right thing for myself, not right as in a universal right, but for me, when I know that I'm on the right track, when I know that I'm making the decisions that are taking me closer to this deepest yes. And that right there has turned my pleasure praxis into it's taking it to the next level it's like the words that keep coming to me is pleasure principle I'm thinking about Janet Jackson um, because like chiming in and connecting to my deepest yes has really helped me to hone in on what really feels good to me and it don't gotta look like nobody else nobody else's practices and I think something that gives me a lot of pleasure and I'm realizing this because the other day you said the word mischievous to me and I love that word for some reason I realized <laughs> I like doing things and keeping them to myself I like a little bit of, of of mystery that's the I like a little bit of mystery and having certain experiences and not telling anybody about them but me and that other person and that over the past few months has been so monumental because it's almost like I want to explode but I'm just really in the mystery of this and I think what made me do that was because of me you've talked about this a lot I used to be somebody that shared every part of my life I overshared and 
I never felt unsafe doing it. Thankfully, I wasn't violated or anything by the people in my life. They always made space for me. But I think I was exhausted myself from that constant leaky faucet. That's what it felt like constantly pouring out. And now that I've learned how to turn that off and to hold it within, it's like, it's like something activates inside of me where it's like, oh my God, like these exciting, exhilarating experiences and things are happening and encounters and they're all mine. It's almost like a kid stumbling upon a new toy. And you know, sometimes you just don't want to share. That don't make you bad. It just, you just really in it. So y'all out there listening, what experience have you ever had? What is something that you've tapped into that gave you that feeling of like, Oh, that gave you that feeling of like, it's a new toy and you don't want to share it with anybody. What's something that might have activated that for you? You know what I'm thinking about, sis? And it's a question that I have for you. And it's a question that I have for everybody listening in. But I'm thinking about the five senses and what gives me the deepest pleasure. Like if I would set the scene, my day or moment out of my life, and I tapped into all five senses, what would heighten my pleasure? You know what I'm saying? What would even heighten my arousal? You know what I'm saying? And um, I will tell you what some of mine are. Um, like me, I love, um, people always talking about that bath and um, body works candle that smell like a man. <laughs> Y'all know which one. I ain't paying Bath and Body Works for no free ads. Um, there's, uh, and I love the smells of like vanilla and ginger and just, just really strong, um, really strong smells with mixed with like smells, if that makes sense, like cotton and lineny um, kind of smells. Um, something that smells good, something really um, soft to touch so like my blanket my white sheets um or you know going to a nice hotel room too that's always good for me um those things um I will also really um like just gentle touches like I'm gonna give you this one time I went to go get my feet done and it was one of the most miserable experiences I have ever had because the lady was just so rough with my feet. She just wasn't gentle with me at all. It was like she was pulling on my feet. She was just like being rough. And I had somebody else went to the same lady and she was like, I had the same experience. And I was like, this is when it was like this alarm went and alarm went off inside of my head where I was like, it's really important to me when people touch my body that they are gentle with me. You know what I'm saying? Because there's an energy exchange when somebody's doing your hair, doing your nails, giving you a massage or, you know, somebody I'm meeting for the first time, how they touch my hand, how they touch my body. If I gave them consent or, you know, to, to do these things, all of this is really important to me. And I realized I didn't want people, you know, being being rough with me. And I got to I get to decide what's rough. You know what I'm saying? And I realized that was something really important, just how people touch in um, the inner energy exchange between the two. And um, another thing, so I've talked about smells, I've talked about touch, um, the sounds are really um, important to me. I love good R&B music, some 90s R&B, 
some 70s R&B, some um, Teddy Pendergrass, like and hearing some live music, some live streams, like that's always just going to put me in a good mood. I don't care um, what days. I could be at one of my lowest points in life. And if I hear a good song, it's going to heighten my mood, truly. Um, and what else? The things that I see looking at pretty things like I... Um, I made it a thing in my bedroom, especially that I have this, this area of my room that has flowers and it has books and it has candles and it has, um, my record player and it's all things that I really love and enjoy. Even my, my journal, the things that are special to me. And I also have this little dish where it has, um, my grandmother's wedding ring, my grandfather's watch and, um, it has uh, some perfume that's sitting up there in a little pen that says Charles's girl. That's a pen that my grandfather gave my grandmother. And it's, it reminds me of the love that I have in my life. Um, and I think every time I look at it, it just, it makes me feel so relaxed and so happy. So those are the things that um, really give me deep joy and deep pleasure right now. Beautiful. I love that. And I love the combination of different things, like appealing to all the different senses in your body. Um, and really, I really appreciate the story you shared about getting your nails done, because it really reminds me of a topic that I think we should explore in another episode about touch and consensual touch and what that means and how that might change over time. It might change even in the moment. You may give someone permission to touch you and you may change your mind and how hard it can be to speak up about things when people are being rough with you. I know my little sister is truly one of my favorite people because she's so funny and she knows me like a book. And we had went somewhere and I was getting my hair done or something and the person was rough with me and I told them like I don't feel comfortable can you stop what you're doing and they were kind of taken off guard because it was like well I do this to everybody I'm not everybody so let's interrupt this and let's stop and my sister she to this day teases me about this because she'd be like about my sister when she's not comfortable she's going to tell you every time and it's true I hadn't realized that and I've had other friends in my life tell me like I really admire how you will always speak up for yourself you will always say when something don't feel good like Dominique you know we was at your birthday brunch and to this day I felt so bad but <laughs> I don't need to tell the story okay go I gotta ahead. tell this story because when I'm listening to you about about telling people how to engage you, telling people as Michael Dumas, I love him, one of my professors, he would say, teach people how to read you um, and how not to read you as well. So I think that translates into, I'm teaching you how to interact with me. So at Dominique's birthday brunch, we celebrating my sis. I'm excited um, because I love celebrating. I really do. And I love celebrating her. I think something Dominique said that really resonated with me, we don't have to wait until people are ancestors to honor them. And I've never forgotten that so we can do it while we're alive and so I've really connected to that practice as well so anyway we honor and Dominique we celebrated her and someone at the brunch asked me a question that I didn't feel comfortable ask answering I won't go into the details and I was trying to be really cautious because I really did not want to disrespect this person one thing I try my best to be really big on is respect respecting all people and and really 
embodying that in my practices and my body language. But I was really frustrated with this person and annoyed by some of their conversation. And um, and that's that's not their problem. It's mine. So I'm not making a judgment about them or their conversation. I'm acknowledging I had an emotional reaction to them, but that's not their problem. And I think that's a note we should all take in. People will have responses and reactions to us. It's not our problem. It's not your business. So I'm handling that internally because it's not their problem and I don't want to project onto them. But then when they asked me this question, it agitated me. So I'm like, oh my God, okay. And I remember at that time, I don't have to answer this. So I said to them, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. And I think they were shocked. I was shocked. I think everybody was shocked because I didn't want to answer the question. I didn't feel comfortable. And it was awkward. So we're sitting at brunch and now it's a little awkward because we're trying to make small talk and talk and stuff. And now I've kind of shut down a part of the conversation. And I felt a little bad because it wasn't my day. It wasn't my celebration. I wanted to be really mindful of that. But I think what I learned from that experience, and many people have told me this, is that you get to decide how people engage you. You get to tell people no. You don't have to answer questions you don't feel comfortable answering. That is really part of my pleasure practice because what it feels like is I put a shield all around me and anything that's trying to infiltrate this shield that's not on the vibration or frequency that I would like to enter cannot enter and I'm going to say no. Yeah, it sounds like to me, sis, it sounds like to me, sis, is that you had a non-negotiable and it was something it was certain topics that you weren't willing to discuss with people you didn't feel safe with and sometimes you don't want to discuss it at all and you communicated that and you know there was I I referenced this I referenced that moment with Derricka all the time because even though it was highly uncomfortable it freed me in a lot of ways when I took it freed me in knowing that if there's something that I don't want to do I really don't have to do it and it made me know that I could retain my own power and my own sanity sometimes and my comfort level with people because I'm willing to be vocal about what I'm willing to do and not do. And it really, I think that in order to have deep pleasures, you also have to be really clear about what your non-negotiables are. I want to also tell you when I told when I told y'all that I took those pictures of myself and I sent them to someone, I also asked them, could I take send the picture to them? I did, I left that part out. I asked them, could I send the picture to them? And then one of the responses that they gave me, they said, I also don't want to disrespect you. And he said to me, he said, is that okay for me to say? And I told him yes or no. And it was such a, it's such a good, it's such a pleasurable thing when we communicate what our boundaries are, y'all. It is perfectly okay. I want to say one more thing that's kind of two, but I'm going to wrap it into one. I also want to say that um, as a Black woman, I find it really amazing that a part of my pleasure practices is also having orgasms and also um, practicing um, masturbation with myself because it really taps into my creativity, into my imagination um, for myself. And when I sometimes I create these wonderful dream worlds um, inside of myself when I'm having these experiences. And sometimes when I'm feeling down, y'all, I, I, I remember, 
I go back to these dreams um, that I've created and it feels really good. It feels really good um, inside of myself um, to have that. And I'm so proud of giving myself these things and letting myself have these moments and to experience pleasure is to experience some of the best sides of myself and to experience some of um some of my beautiful and my most happiest moments so I'm really really proud about that and I'm really proud that um I let myself have it and that I'm expressing it more freely and more more openly and I want to invite you all to do the same I want you to explore um different pleasure practices um into your life and to see how that can enhance your life if that's something that um you want to do you know come up come up with a plan come up with a plan to have pleasure I like that come up with a plan to have pleasure and I'm actually going to check in with a friend of mine she does pleasure readings like she does a 12-month forecast and I would love to link her info in the in the chat so I'll reach out to her and ask her for permission to do that and I think that would be really really good so thank you for that reminder I love the concept of a pleasure plan like what's your plan because we are busy we have full lives and we love our lives and sometimes we have to schedule in the things that we really want like you know and that's okay it's okay to do that um so I'll just say because I haven't really said directly what my pleasure practices are um I love coffee it sounds so crazy but I do like every day today when I was drinking that coffee oh my god it felt better than an orgasm because <laughs> I know how to make the perfect cup of coffee like can I just tell y'all about my perfect cup like first of all it has to be with my espresso machine then <laughs> it has to be extra hot then I have to steam the milk perfectly preferably oat milk with a hint of brown sugar then I add I add the steamed milk and then I add the the shot of espresso on top then I add some ground cinnamon and some fresh cardamom and then oh my goodness when I tell you you take a sip of that you walk you just you're drinking paradise in a cup you know so that's one part I'm gonna just tell y'all three quickly and one is my coffee practice I love it I love every country I go to I love trying coffee and finding a coffee shop so that leads me to my second one. I am truly a lover of beautiful things and curated things. So I really love curating spaces, um, my rooms, like anywhere I've ever lived. I don't care if I'm living there for one damn month. I'm going to curate the hell out of it. This started all the way back when I was a child going to Baptist Youth Camp. Shout out to Baptist Youth Camp because that thing saved my life. Mama Derrico used to pick me up and drive me to camp. Um, and I did Baptist Youth Camp for about eight years of my life. It was a big part of my teenage and childhood. And even at Baptist Youth Camp, I would have pictures and point them on my wall for seven days. And, I, and everywhere I lived, I would always do this. And I didn't realize it until lots of my friends have been saying this to me. And recently, another friend told me, hey, I want to fly you out to Italy to decorate my apartment for me because you're so good at it. And I love your eye for things. And my other friend has said to me, I love how you just made your apartment such a home. I want to do that. And she was like, but I thought I shouldn't do that because I don't own it. It's a rented apartment. And I said, well, the thing for me with Black people, 
we don't know what our time is going to be like on this earth. And we don't, I don't know that I'll ever be able to own a house. I'm just being really honest. I don't know with all the different barriers, but I know right now, this is where I live and I want it to feel like home. And that doesn't have to be filling it with stuff. It can be a lot of ways to make it feel like home. So for me, any place that I'm in, I want it to feel like home. So if that for me is putting up art, putting affirmations around the house. I have little sticky notes with affirmations everywhere on my mirror in the bathroom it says surrender and then it says surrender to love and every time I'm in the mirror I'm remembering these words so that decorating curating a space that feels just right for my needs it when I tell you my pleasure goes through the damn roof doing that like if I had an unlimited budget I would probably just lose my mind um because I love it so much and I love the record player I put the record player and just put it on and like I feel like I just feel like I can feel the music vibrating through my whole body. Um, and I would say the last thing, when I think about in the physical realm, I really, really love very soft and sensual dates. Um, dating women is like intense as fuck because <laughs> women know how to tap in. Um, I'm a proud black lesbian woman. The word lesbian is a little limiting because of English, you know, but you know, that's, that's the word available to us. And I am, I'm a black woman who loves black women. It's like when, um, Alice Walker said lavender is to purple you know, like that's the color purple. Lavender is the purple as black feminism is to womanism. That's how I feel about lesbianism as it is. Lesbianism is to loving black women. You know, it's the, it's the same for me. And I genuinely love women and sharing intimate space with women. And one thing I've been fortunate in this lifetime is to go on some beautiful dates, like curated thoughtfully amazing food all of my senses engaged to the point where I feel like I'm gonna explode like I literally feel like I'm gonna explode and that really has taught me to cultivate that in my everyday life so a lot of times when I cook dinner I'll light candles and make myself a candlelit dinner or I will make my dinner look really pretty or I will take myself for a romantic walk on the beach and I love that. I just love softness and tenderness. And I think the last um, really beautiful date I went on not too long ago that was so amazing that it kind of blew my mind. I, I was about to, I felt like I was going to explode. So I went to, we went to this beautiful restaurant right on the beach. That's already a level 10 because it's on the beach. And I didn't plan this. So it was nice to be, I like people planning things for me who know me and pay attention to the details. So we go to this beautiful ass restaurant on the beach. And I am just like, the, the sights already got me all up in it. Then they start playing music. So they have like a live um, a violinist. So the violinist is just sexy, like the music is sexy. Now, can we talk about how the restaurant was curated? It had just these lanterns and lights everywhere. So then you get there, then they offer you a sample of the food. The food is the bomb.com. So it's just like everything, as Dominique would say, all five senses are fully engaged. I'm in it. Now to top it off, here's the cherry on top. The intellectual conversation was times 20. Woo! I that was one of the best nights of my life because it was unexpected but it was so fun and it just blew my mind and then afterwards going for a walk on the beach toasting having a wine toast talking about dreams and hopes and 
end them with a little good night kiss, you know? <laughs> just <laughs> a little. Everybody just just a little. Because these lesbians will take you your pleasure from zero to a thousand. And I literally Real can't, quick. I can't handle it. So I have to say, hold on. So those are my pleasure practices. Thank you for listening to me and my foolishness. <laughs> Child. Look, I think that's a good place to end, Sunshine. I think that we're gonna invite you to um to three pleasure practices with coming up with your pleasure plan for yourself think of three things that you can introduce your introduce into your life or just start practicing more of in your life and you will know it Derek always talks about what feels good to your to your body what what you know what makes you come alive inside of yourself? You'll know that those are supposed to be the practices that you have because how it feels, um, how it feels to your mind and to your soul and to your body. So come up, come up with your plan. Share your plan with us if you feel comfortable um, in doing that. I would love to hear about the things that you're doing because guess what? There's always things that we can add back into um, our life. And I just want to say one thing, y'all. If you ain't figured out that my, that my sissy like coffee yet, woo, look, she gonna have me drinking some damn coffee after a while and I don't even drink coffee. And I say, I say, my sis gonna talk about that damn coffee. Oh my God. Let me make you a cup. Ooh. Let me make you a cup. Like that's a love language because I know you'll be hooked. Um, I was actually dating someone once who told me that they was like, if I make you a cup of my coffee, you're going to be hooked. And they were right. It was good coffee. Look, look, if you want your boo, make them some coffee, apparently. <laughs> make them a nice cup of coffee or let that be a metaphor. What's the thing? Okay, I like yeah. that. Let's put that question out. What's the thing that you do really well that's unique mm. to yours? Because we all have it. Like that thing mm. that you like, I'm in my element. Yes. This is mine. I don't need no instructions. Mm. I know what to do. What is that thing for you? You know what? I think my thing is... Mm. <laughs> my, I think my things is not PG-13. My things is not is not suitable for the podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, there's some something that I do really well, and I'm a really really good cook, and I really I love to invite people over for dining experiences at my house, but only people that I really love and I really care about. So I I, I like that. I like this. What's the one thing that? What's a way that you can give pleasure back in return? to somebody else how can you feed someone else's in the in the in the language that they love and it's not the typical five love languages either y'all how is it that you can pay attention to the details in somebody else's life to make them feel uh safe supported seen and heard because really at the end of the day that's all we really want in this life y'all seriously and I think that that's the I think that's I how we, that. can, we can invite pleasure back into our life. I felt that tingle my whole body. We want to be safe and loved and have pleasure. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, when you tap in and get to it, it's so healing and liberating. 
And it's so beautiful. Like, I love us ending on that. And I want y'all to tell us in the comments, what are the things that you do? Like, this is mine. I'm in my element. Are you a musician? Are you an artist? Are you someone who loves to cook? Are you someone who's really interested in developing things? Are you a creator? What are the things? Because I know we all have our niche. And I love, you could tell when somebody's in their element. You could really see it on their face. You could see it throughout their whole body. And I love what you said about loving people in their own love languages. I hope we do an episode on decolonizing the love languages, because if you're talking about ending capitalism, that's my love language, baby. And that, that man ain't got that on the love languages. But hey, now let's go somewhere with this. <laughs> But we love y'all. I love that we can bring in humor, yes. joy, a sense of all of these things to be mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And that's this episode of the It's All Practice podcast. We hope that you will invite pleasure into your life and that you'll share with us something new that you learned and something that you'll be implementing into your life. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.